0: Six years ago, I took my teaching skills online, and now I make multiple six figures in annual revenue, teaching piano to students worldwide while working less than eight hours a day. My name is Warren McPherson, the founder and CEO of PianoLessonWithWarren.com. And if you want to learn how I broke free from the nine to five piano studio teaching, the late nights and weekend gigging schedule, you came to the right place. At the Business for Musicians podcast, I'll share tips, strategies, and tools to help you break free from the trading time for money hamster wheel so you too can build a profitable online business while working fewer hours and from the comfort of your home. Welcome to the first episode of the Business for Musicians podcast, YouTube channel, Facebook, wherever you're watching this. We're on all platforms, including podcasts. And the Business for Musicians podcast is the place where musicians can come and learn about how they can really take their skill sets online and sort of break free from the hamster wheel of trading time for money. That's something I did for years and it, it gets pretty tiring. And not only that, your income sorts of cap after a while. It you know, you can only expense so much time throughout the day, throughout the week trying to get the next gig, trying to get the next student to teach. And I just kinda got tired of that. And so I moved my business online and fast forward 6, 7 years later I get to pick and choose the type of gigs that I do. And if I don't want to gig for an entire year, I don't have to. I no longer teach in-person lessons. In fact, I haven't taught an actual person in person about five years now. And so that's something I wanna share with you my journey because it was not a straight shot. It was not something that was super easy, you know? But looking back now, I realize that it is certainly doable for a lot of musicians who is probably looking at others walking that path and want to do the same thing because there's not a lot of us doing this online. It's a handful of us. So the pie is huge. There's still a lot of room for people, for musicians of all different types and backgrounds to jump online and build something for yourself. And so this podcast and, and channel is to share my view, my journey in trials, success, the things that are working and the things that's continuing to work. Because my piano online business is is how I feed my family, it's what I do full-time and it's pretty profitable. So I'm continuing to learn new things, try new things and I'm going to take you along that journey here. So, welcome again to the first episode. For the first episode, I've decided to sort of just talk a little bit about myself, who I am and sort of mark out the different um, periods of my journey and how I got to where I am today. So you kind of get a more overview as to what to expect if you want to do something similar to what I have done. So let's go back and talk about college. I'm a trained musician. I'm actually from the country of Jamaica, started college in 2000. And four, at the Edna Manley College of the Visual and Performing Arts. Wonderful school. Some of the best time of my life as a musician was at that uh, college, Edna Manley College. Did four years in classical piano performance, graduated. And then I was fortunate to get a scholarship to come to the United States and do uh, another four-year degree, basically, studying with Dr. Laura Corgo. And a wonderful lady, brilliant pianist. She taught me a lot about being a musician. And I did that for four years from 2009 to 2013 in the United States. I graduated in 2013, had no idea how I was going to make a living. And I think that's one of the, the downside of music schools. They, they teach you a lot about your craft and your art, right? How to be a master at your instruments and to woo your audience. Well, one of the things I didn't learn much about was the business side of music. How do you successfully market yourself once you graduated? In fact, I think for musicians in college to be successful, you need to start marketing yourself by the time you're in your second year, right? So that you have some solid grounding and connection by the time your fourth year, you kind of have something to to launch into. So I didn't do any of that. I didn't know how to do any of that. In fact, I wasn't even thinking about any of that. All I wanted to do was just be good at playing the piano. So I put all my focus in that. So when I graduated in 2013, I had no idea what I was going to do. However, by that time, I was playing with a few local bands. I was also playing at a church and they gave me a weekly stipend. And that was basically how I was paying my rent and paying food, gigging with bands and the church stipend. I've had some experience in teaching piano before, so that wasn't new. So I just put out a Facebook blast, say, hey, who's looking for piano lesson? I'll teach kids, adults, old people. If you're interested in piano, hit me up. And so a few of my Facebook friends say, hey, you teach my daughter, she's seven. Teach my son, she's nine. So I slowly start to sort of take on students there. And I would drive to their homes. And this was in the city of Portland in the state of Maine. So it's a fairly small city and you're able to zip around in your car. And that's how I really started to build a little teaching um, sort of traveling studio because I didn't really have a a place where they could come to me. I would go to them, which worked out fine. Um, Saved me the stress of having to find a building and rent. And then through word of mouth, I got more students. To one point, I had about 30 students. Doing that with the church gigging, and the nightly gigging with bands, and and you know a few touring to neighboring states and so on, and I did that. made made good enough money to make a living, but it was taxing. It was very tiring, and for me personally, the one to one lessons with students sometimes who weren't very interested, especially teaching kids where. They're really just taking piano lessons because mom wants him to take piano lessons or dad wants him to take piano lessons. So sometimes these kids weren't as interested. Made my job a little bit harder. Suffice to say, I wasn't really having fun teaching piano that way. I did it because I had to. That's how I was making my living. Gigging, well, sometimes it was fun. Again, toxing. lugging gears, getting out of bars, two, three o'clock at night, getting home. You know, and then trying to raise a family, it was hard. And so in 2014, I came across a video on YouTube, someone playing piano, teaching piano. I was like, this is cool, cool setup they have. I like that. And I thought to myself, I think I could do that. And so I got a cheap camera, got some, some few cheap lights and say, I'm going to teach piano online. Or actually, the way I was thinking about it was more of a, I'll shoot some videos and then this will help to promote my piano teaching business. I could put them up on Facebook. So I did that. Shoot one video. And these were just basic piano stuff. Me talking talking about finding the notes on the piano, how to play the major scale. Very basic stuff. Then a friend of mine said, why don't you put these on YouTube as well? So I did that. I put few videos that I was shooting on YouTube. I shot about five videos over the span of like four to five weeks and I uploaded those and then I just stopped. That was it. I never shot another video. In fact, I never looked at that YouTube channel after that. Now, why did I stop? Looking back, it's because I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't have a goal in mind. I saw someone teaching piano lessons through a, YouTube, uh, a Facebook post, and I said, I could do that. And I just ran with it. That was it. I didn't know really and truly where was, going to, where, where was I going to take this. I didn't know it was possible. You know, we're talking 2014. I didn't know it was possible to actually teach piano online, let alone make money from it. So, yeah, after five videos, I gave up. I just, I lost interest, so to speak. And I ignored the channel, you know, just a little hobby that I started and now I've moved on to something else. And so I never looked at the channel for two years. Fast forward 2016, I came across another piano video, or I think it was a, an ad of someone talking about taking piano lessons online and studying with me. And then it clicked to me that, hey, I, I did something or I started something like this two years ago. Let me look at that channel again. And so I signed into my Google account, went over to my YouTube channel, and I saw that those five crappy videos. And when by crappy, I mean the quality was bad. You know, the lighting was bad. The editing was bad. I looked super shy, and I was talking quietly and soft on the video. It was just very amateur. But those five videos, when I went back, had hundreds of views. Each of them had hundreds of views, likes, comments, lots of comments and questions being asked. And I was like, wow, people were actually watching these videos and for the past two years, I didn't know that because I ignored the channel. So I went in and two years, me starting to comment to people who were asking questions about more piano related activities. And I was like, wait a minute, people are actually interested in learning piano this way. 2016. So I said, you know, I'm going to get back into this and I'm going to start. I'm going to take it serious. Still didn't really have a plan as to where I was going to take it. All I knew was people were responding to what I was putting out. Even though I thought the videos were crappy and they weren't good, people liked them, they were responding to them. So I'm just going to keep producing more. And so I started shooting more video. But one of the things I started to do, I searched piano lessons on YouTube. And I looked at all the different channels teaching piano. And I looked at how these people set up their, their, their teaching the station, so to speak. How they edited their videos. The different software they may be using. How they looked on camera. How they explained themselves. How they taught. And it was really eye-opening for me looking at my competitors or people who are going to be my competitors. I didn't know they were going to be my competitors then because I had no idea about business. Again, I was just doing it because people were responding to it. But I knew I needed to get some examples as to what's already out there, you know, so we don't have to recreate the wheel. So I looked at that, looked at that and said, I'm going to copy some of these ideas of what people are doing. Also, you, got, you get great ideas as to what topics to cover based on how much views a video has. So if someone do a video on Dominant 7 chord and you see that video has thousands of views and dozens of likes and comments, then you know, well, this is a popular subject matter. Maybe I can do my own version of Dominant 7 videos. And so I started subscribing to other piano channels just so I can see what they're doing and keep up. And I ran with it right there. I started shooting... Videos again. 2016. That's where we are. A few months in, people start to say, "Hey, man, you 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 explain things very well, and I like the way you teach. I like the way I play. Do you sell online courses?" <laughs> A light bulb went off in my head because I was like, uh, "My uh, what? Online courses? I mean, I know what courses are, but doing it online, piano course." I couldn't wrap my head around what that would really look like and and what goes into selling an online course to sort of the technical side of all of it. But more than one people were asking those questions. And then instead of saying, no, I don't, I said, that's something I'm actually thinking about and working on, even though I had no ideas planned. But I didn't want to shut them down because that light bulb told me that if people are asking about this thing, That means they're willing to pay for it. So I started looking into how to sell courses online. Every video I could find on YouTube, an article about selling courses online and websites that help you to sell your courses online. I started looking into these options. And by 2017, January of 2017 is when I sold my first course. And looking back now, I couldn't even really call it a course. It was a a one-hour video on blues piano. And basically, it's like the same videos that I uploaded to YouTube, but longer and more in-depth. Just teaching about the basics of blues piano and the different elements of blues piano. That was it. I edited that video, exported it. And I remember, I think I was using this platform called Payloads. I don't even know if it's still around. 2017. And it's basically, you can sell digital files through their platform. You upload it, your digital file, and you can send people the link. You can put your price point, and they can buy it and download it. You got to pay payloads a cut of the sale. It was pretty simple. Didn't require websites and anything like that. You know, just a place to sell your product. So I created that thing, and I was skeptical, man, throughout the entire process. I was thinking, people going to really buy this stuff, you know? I don't think people are going to really buy the stuff. There was so much defeatist mentality going on. Just wrestling, you know, the the procrastination voice just giving me all these negative attitudes. You you can't. People are not going to buy it. This is lame. You need to do it better. But I pushed through somehow. I pushed through all of that and I posted a video sort of like a sales video <laughs> talking about the course and tell people to go buy it. And I remember the day that first email came in saying, hey, you just sold a course. <laughs> it was as if my heart melted. I couldn't believe it, my first course. And here's the thing. I sold that for $12. I didn't know about pricing courses or anything. And because of all those voices telling me that this wasn't good, I said, I'll set the price point for 12 bucks." I mean, People buy that, right? You know, it's cheap enough, so they won't feel like they waste their money if they didn't get any value from it. So I sell it for twelve dollars, and the first payment came in January of twenty seventeen for twelve dollars, and I was excited. That that gave me a boost of adrenaline and dopamine. I was like, it made me wanted to do more. It made me wanted to do better. Another week, another twelve dollar comes in. You know, I believe by February of that year, so a month later, I had made a hundred dollars from selling online courses—hundred dollars, somewhere thereabout—and that was the confirmation that like you can sell courses online. So I ran with that. I started thinking about new ideas, different course ideas, and I started creating more videos and. I started to ask my audience on YouTube, what do you wanna see? What do you wanna hear? What courses would you like to know more about? It was exciting, chasing that high, creating new courses and selling. And and that's what I was doing. That's what I was doing. By the end of 2018, I had sold thousands of dollars, a couple thousand dollars, you know, less than 10,000, but, you know, a couple thousand, enough to, to, to make me realize that I have something going here. So what I started to do with that, then I started to learn. I realized that my knowledge was severely limited. I was a very good pianist. I am a very good pianist. I am well-trained. I am educated. But that's all I know, music. I realize now I'm in business territory. I need to learn how this works. And so I needed to dive into online marketing and business. And so I started to Google how to market yourself online or how to run a business online. And so that led me down podcasts. So I started listening and finding podcasts about people who have built businesses online in all different niches, not just music. And so I started to consume these podcasts and start to learn about the different elements of online marketing. And that led me to stuff like Building an email list, right? Creating sales funnels. How to build a social following. So then I realized I needed to dive into YouTube. So I started watching videos about how to grow your YouTube channel. How to build your presence online. And I started copying and writing down those ideas. It wasn't just good enough for me to say I can play well, right? So that's it. No, I had to learn the business side of music, And this is where the trial and error started, because again, all this was new to me. And online business is, it's a, it's a whole different animal unto itself. It's, it's very unique, and it's moving so fast. Like the things that I was doing in 2017, 2018, I had to evolve from that for 2023. I needed to start doing things a little differently. I had to grow. And so you grow and you learn. And so... Between 2018, I started learning more about different online business models, which is something that totally blew my mind. I just thought you created courses and you sell. That's it. But no, there are actually different types of business models. And it's important to know what business model you want to pursue. See, when I started, I was just going as far as I could see, being reactionary, what people wanted. and, And that was it. So in 2018, I started learning about the different types of business models. Are you going to run an e commerce store, basically where you just sell one off products as downloads or as streaming? Or you could go membership subscription, right? So it's like the Netflix version where it's a subscription, people pay. That's the current model I actually have, by the way. I do a membership subscription. But then you can do coaching, high ticket coaching, right? Where you coach people one to one and you charge them a lot of money for that. You can do coaching. Um, And then there's some other sort of like subcategories where you you can build a platform and you can hire people to teach or to promote their product. You get a cut of that. I mean, there's a lot of different niche and different type of business model. So I started learning about that stuff in 2018. And then I eventually realized that, you know, I want to go the membership subscription route because when you sell one-off courses, the e-commerce way, my problem with that was that every month you're, 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 you're starting at zero again. You got to go find new people to buy your products or trying to get uh, previous customers to come back and buy something new. So it was, it's kind of a more aggressive, you know, sales hustle, like a car salesman. That's not within my personality. I'm not that an aggressive salesperson. So I didn't like that model. So I started looking more at the membership model. And the thing with a membership subscription is when someone is in your ecosystem, they get billed automatically. Yes, you have to provide value for that person to stick around. Right. Think of Netflix. Mm-hmm. If there's no shoot, new no new shows coming out and you've exhausted the shows you like, you're probably more most likely to cancel your subscription. But if they keep hit you with a new course or a new movie, so to speak, every month, then then that keeps you stay and so your income becomes more predictable at that point because you know how many members you have how many subscribers how much they're paying you you can do the math and see how much you're getting a month and a year so that was a better model for me and in, in you know future podcasts we'll talk we'll talk deeper about the strategies and how I set up all of that so I basically started to transition from the one-off course download thing into a membership model. In 2018, 2019. And, you know, the the, the more I learned, the more I started to implement those ideas in the business and it started to grow. By the end of 2019, I've already overshoot the six figure. That's two years later. I've already made more than six figures in annual revenue by 2019. 2020, we 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 overshoot the 200,000 um annual revenue mark covid sort of came and disrupted things there for a bit but we've still consistently stayed above 200,000 in annual revenue by 2020 end of 2021 2022 we were pretty much just a few thousand shy of hitting the 300,000 dollar mark in annual revenue and we keep growing now. So that's basically the overview as to how I started and how here I am today. I've decided, you know, I have learned so much online in this business thing. And over the years, a lot of my colleagues have picked my brain and they say, Warren, how did you do it? I would like to do something similar. Where do I start? So I've I've had this idea for the past two years, actually, to create a business for musician sort of ecosystem, podcast, video, YouTube channel, and just share my knowledge. All the different steps, the ins and outs, how to get started. And so this is what this is about. Now, there's one more thing I want to mention to you. And earlier I talked about the importance of learning. And I can't emphasize that enough. Since then, I've read a lot of books. And by read, I mean I listen to a lot of audiobooks. If you're one of those people who actually like to have the physical copy of the book in your hand, you can go that route. I find I'm able to get through books faster when I listen to them through audio, because I can listen to books while I'm on the treadmill, walking, doing the dishes. You know, cleaning, whenever I'm doing anything, I just pop my headphones in and my earbuds in, and then I can listen right there. This is the first thing I think everybody who wants to build an online business should start with start gathering knowledge. Had I, the knowledge I have now, and a lot of this I've gotten through audiobooks, and a lot of this knowledge is about just preparing the mind, because I'm telling you, the mind is going to be your biggest adversary along this journey. It's not your intellect, your intelligence, your skill. And it's probably not even your your efforts and your drive. It's going to be that those voices inside, they can be crippling. And sometimes you may start something and then you quit and stop. And you don't even know why. And you might just say, oh, I lost interest. But really, if you dig deeper, you realize It's the voices inside your head that crippled you to the point where you just quit. And I can say that because it happened to me and it still happens to me. You know, we've talked, uh, you probably heard the term imposter syndrome where a lot of sort of high performing athletes and doctors and lawyers sometimes experience this where they feel inadequate, like they shouldn't be doing this. They're not good enough. Regular folks, too, who aren't high performing or high functioning also suffers from this imposter syndrome. And this was something that screamed at me in my early days, this this notion that I was just I'm not good enough. And what am I doing? And Nobody's going to listen to me. Nobody's going to buy it. And just listening to some of these motivational and business related audiobooks helped me to move forward, overcome some of these voices. And so I'm going to leave with you today. A book that I'm actually going through again for the second time. Because once I started with this podcast and started setting things up for this podcast, those voices came back. And I said, I need to, I need to go through that book again. And it's called Finished by John Acuff, J O N A-C-U-F-F. John Acuff. And the book's called Finished. Subtitles To Give Yourself the Gift of Done. It's interesting that I'm talking about starting, but I'm giving you a book that is titled Finish. Because the book talks about the different steps, the different strategies you need to do to prepare the mind, prepare your work routine to help you to get to the finish line. So really and truly, the book is talking about how to get start, stay in the start, continuing until you hit finish. So it's a very important book, very unique book. I can't stress it enough. There's so much gold and gems in this book about just each, when when listening to the book, I keep shaking my head, saying, "Yeah, yeah, that that sounds just like me. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, I can. I'm actually experiencing some of those thoughts right now." So if you want to start an online business online, start to change the way you think, because it's going to require you to think differently think outside the box and it's going to require you to push past the thoughts that say you cannot do this this is not for you or so many other people is already doing this why do you think you're going to make a difference why do you think people will listen to you i had those thoughts when i started my youtube channel when i googled piano lessons and saw how many people were teaching music online people with hundred thousand subscribers already when my channel only had like 200, I felt defeated. What am I gonna do differently that this guy with 100,000 isn't already doing? Why would they listen to me? But one of the things I learned along the way is that we all are unique and have something different or a unique perspective on something. And so when I put up my video on teaching major scales and I see that video has over 500,000 views now, and I'm like, what? It's major scales. That everybody knows to the play their major scales, right? No, not everybody knows. And the way I explained it was a little different than that guy. But then you also realize that people start to resonate with just who you are. At your core, your personality. They like that. They see you and they go, I like this guy. And so even though there are ten other people talking about major scales, they come to you because not because those other videos aren't good, they are. But those other people aren't you, right? And they like you. They like your personality. They like the way you talk, the way you look on camera, the way you explain things, the way you play. There's going to be things that are uniquely you. And it's going to come out in your videos. And that's how you're going to attract your people, your audience, your tribe. That was something I didn't know. I thought people just go to videos for information. Nope people go to different videos because of who's teaching, right? It's like if you go to a restaurant, you can find 10 restaurants that serves chicken and rice, right? But you go to this particular one, you like the ambience, you like the owner, you like the way they cook their chicken and rice, you like the way they, they serve you, you like all of those little things that sometimes has nothing to do with the food itself, but just go to this place. And so that's... That's how that's how the online thing work. There's going to be 50, 60 percent of reasons people follow you that has nothing to do with the content you're offering, but you as an individual, your personality. And so learning those things helped me to break free from these negative thoughts. And so that's it. That's what I want to share with you guys today. My overview, my journey, how I got to where I am. Some of the things I've had to overcome and make sure if you're, again, a physical book person, hop on Amazon and type in John Acuff. Again, it's J-O-N-A-C-U-F-F. And the book is called Finished. This is not a promotion. (laughs) I'm not an affiliate, but this book has really helped me to overcome these thoughts. It it just talk about so much that I'm not even going to begin to explain here. It's a brilliant audiobook, and I'm going through it again from the second time. As time goes by, I'm going to be sharing all the different books that I think are vital to your success if you want to build a business online. You have to gather new information, or else you will not make it. And that was one of the things I learned. Selling my first product for $12 wasn't good enough. If I wanted to build a business that I could have my wife come home from the workforce, right? Where I could work less than eight hours a day. I get to build my own work schedule. I get to hang out with my kids. I get to be at every doctor's appointments and and games and, and all of this. I get to do all of that because of the business that I have built. I realized to build a business like that I had to gather new information. I had to start learning new things that helps me to change my habits and change the way I think. So that's it. Thanks again for hanging out with me with the Business for Musician podcast. The goal is I want to drop one of these podcasts each week covering a different topic specific to building a music business online for musicians. That's it. And so hit that subscribe button if you want to, be notified when new episodes drop. If you like the podcast so far, please give me a rating and a review because when you rate and review the podcast, that's how you rank. Your ranking starts to climb in the uh, Apple store and all the different podcasts store. All right, so thanks again. Bye for now. And I'll catch you soon for next episode of the Business for Musicians podcast. Have a blessed week.